we're back with another episode of the Moody Mommies podcast. We got it. And, and I'm Jessica. Oh, yeah. I always forget my name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they should know by now. So we finally have gotten to this episode that we've been working on getting to for feels like years, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's probably been, yeah, of over a year for sure, because I think I wanted to do this right after I was going to do my surgery right before we went on your your batch. So that was over a year ago already. So That was two years ago. Yeah. Wow. I married in 2018. So it's been a while. Yikes. Well, it's been a long time coming, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and it's really informative to anybody you guys can share it to that, I mean, come on, who doesn't know somebody who has implants, and I feel like once you guys listen to this episode, it's going to be like some of these people with implants could be having some symptoms, and they just don't want to put them together as a possibility with this because of the vanity benefits that they get from it, so just good to know and keep in the back of your mind in case you need the information later down the line yep and we got a guest from dude is she from new zealand or i think so was that where it was okay i don't know i know she's from another country her name's tanya she was really amazing to talk to and i think you guys will really enjoy this episode realizing that we were on two completely different time zones took a minute we're like oh wait no we're not talking about the same day we're, we're off schedule I know but just how you know easy she was to work with and get her to you know make the time for us and we figured it out really I found her and we scheduled it and it happened and it was great and I'm really really thankful that she came on and shared her experience with this because it was kind of a nightmare and I'm really glad that she found a solution to all of her problems so uh, let's just get to it. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us today. I like Instagram stalked you on the <laughs> BII page because I've been trying my hardest to get this topic down for like the longest time ever. Yeah. I know there's a lot of women who have breast implants that are not aware of what BII is. Yeah. And I found you because there is a BII Instagram page and I seen that they shared your story on there. Yeah. And I reached out to you to see if you can come on and, you know, get into some of our listeners' ears about the experience you've had with your breast implants and why you decided to explant, what explanting is, and all that good stuff. So let's first get started with when and why did you get your breast implants? Okay, well, um, I was thinking about it and I, I think it crossed my mind in my early twenties, um, but I never felt like I like had to have them at the time. So I kind of just was a thought in passing. Um, and then I, when I was twenty six, that was when I decided that I really wanted them. And yeah, I think it was a lot of the females I was socialising with and friends with at the time. A lot of them were getting them and I thought, wow, they look so great. And I saw how much confidence it gave them. And I was feeling quite insecure about myself at the time. So yeah, I just thought maybe it would help improve my confidence. And I went ahead with it when I was 26. Yeah. Do you have any kids? Uh, yeah, I've got one child. Um, so I've got a daughter. She'll be 
14 soon. So, so she was about five when I had my implants. So do you feel like that had a lot to do with it? Like after you had the baby and your body had changed or you're like, okay, I don't have the body I used to have. Yeah, I think so. Um, when, I, when I did first consider it, I, I hadn't had a child at that stage. So I think I was probably feeling a lot more confident and within myself. And yeah, definitely having had a baby, I felt like it would yeah give me a boost of confidence and maybe like distract myself about how I was feeling overall with my body so yeah so my story is kind of similar to yours I never was blessed with breasts I was like since I was 14 and started like developing I was like oh my god I'm not gonna have boobs like I'm for sure gonna get breast implants someday like I was I want to say as soon as I turned 18 I went for a consultation to try to get them but I didn't have any credit and I didn't have anybody who would co-sign for me so I wasn't able to get them and it was probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And I thought about it when I decided, okay, I'm eventually going to want to have kids. So maybe I should wait until after I have kids to get them because then I don't have to worry about not being able to produce milk and all the things that they say when you have implants. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I finally, you know, after I had both of my children, I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Like, I went to the doctor and, you know, did everything that I needed to do to start the process. Mm -hmm. And I was on Instagram one night and I was like, you know, let me look up like breast implants and like see what comes up, see if I can find a picture that I could show the doctor and tell her like, this is what I want. This is the size and the shape and everything that I'm looking for. And I just searched the hashtag breast implants. And on a lot of people's posts, they were hashtagging BII so I was like what is this is this like B Roman numeral two like what is this this? (laughs) yeah so I clicked on it and I just went down this major rabbit hole of what BII is Mm -hmm. and I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe that I was this close to deciding to put these things in my body and it just made me feel as much as I've always wanted them. I felt like me being a mother and having my children to think about and the health risks that can come along with me feeling more secure about myself, it was going to come with a big expense. Yeah. So I just decided not to go through with it. And that's where I was like, you know what? I need to make people more aware of what this is. Like I know everybody knows somebody who has breast implants. So I feel like, this is a topic that maybe they're having health issues and they have no idea to connect the two things Mm. to know that, Hey, it could be my implants that are causing these problems with my body. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to have you on. So you can, you know, tell everybody your experience about why you explanted what you started feeling before you decided to take them out. Really quick. Do you guys know what are the chances of getting breast implant illness? I believe it's like 50%, right? It's either you're one of like, if you're one of the lucky ones that your body will just take them or you're just not. And it's like a 50-50 gamble. It's kind of like, it's, you know, the luck of the draw really. Like um, they're basically foreign entities in your body. So a lot of the symptoms that you experience are like fibromyalgic or autoimmune type symptoms and, and issues. So it's really dependent on the individual what kind of symptoms you do experience or 
at what point in time you experienced them as well. I thought I was fine for about five years and it wasn't really until I think about the last two and a half years. So two and a half years ago, I started going downhill like dramatically, like every week I would have something going wrong. I'd be at the doctor's office saying that I had something else or I thought that I had this and could I be tested for it because my body was just freaking out and I didn't know what was kind of going on. So for the last two and a half years, um, it's just been like one health issue after another. In retrospect, when I look back about seven months after I had my implants, I actually got glandular fever. So again, that's an autoimmune condition and you can get that, you know, from being run down. So at the time I was at uni and I was really stressed with studying and exams. So I had thought that maybe that was what triggered it. But looking back, I know now that it it would have been from having my implants because I was really healthy before that. And I I definitely think that was something that would have triggered it, that my body was just not in its um, peak health like it had been. So yeah, about seven months in, I, I got glandular fever and then I started getting really bad chronic fatigue, food intolerances and a lot of digestive issues as well. But yeah, at, at the time, I just thought, oh, you know, I'm just stressed with being a mom, with studying. It's just something that you can get. So I never associated it to the breast implants. Because and at the time, were you even aware of what BII was? No. And yeah, I was just going to mention that at the time, BII wasn't even a a thing that I had heard of. Now it's quite, you know, known in the media, like people talk about it a lot. There's a lot of information about it. I feel like in the United States, there's not like nobody talks about that. Really? Yeah. Um, After Vanessa told me then like slowly I'm starting to hear like a few celebrities. Yeah. But like overall, like I had never heard about it and my like friends and everybody they've all been getting implants since they were like 17 and yeah you know it's LA it's crazy here everybody um what type of implants did you get does that make any difference in like what the chances Um, are so I've been doing like a, a lot of reading a lot of talking to people about you know the different types of implants and stuff because I've had girls ask me you know I I got saline implants so I'll be fine like I won't you know I won't have that issue with BII but a lot of women still do it doesn't matter if they're saline silicone there's uh, one called a gummy bear silicone now and surgeons are advising people that you know it reduces your risk of them leaking or any complications but Um, So many women have had BII from all of those types of implants. So I don't think that it really matters the composition of the implant Mm. because the shell itself that has over 22 carcinogens and heavy metals on the, just on the shell. So just from being in your body, that's incredibly toxic anyway. Do you think that's part of the reason why they're like, you got to change them every 10 years? Because everything is being released from them, all these chemicals coming out. Could be. The older they get. When I saw my surgeon, you get told that they have this lifetime guarantee, but they don't. Really, you should be replacing them like 
you know, every 10 years. But I guess that depends on how healthy you are and, you know, how well you look after them. What do you have to do to look after them? I didn't even know there was like a yeah. maintenance to them. It's like, oh, I got them and that's it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, everyone's different. So I guess it just okay. depends on how your body reacts to them or like how quickly they break down in your body. Um, but there's no way to tell, right, until something bad happens and they rupture or start leaking in your body. So Yeah. Okay, so you started, you had these symptoms that you were just saying was stress, but when did you finally go to the doctor and were like, something is wrong? Yeah, so it would have been in about 2018. The start of 2018 is when my health started going downhill. I had the glandular fever and um, all those issues about seven months in. And Mm -hmm. then... I got over that, but then every time I would uh, get run down or stressed, the symptoms like the chronic fatigue and stuff would often flare up, which is quite common with having glandular fever. Apparently that's quite common. So at the time I just, I didn't think it was um, the breasts, but then um, at a, in about 2018, that's when I started going downhill. So some of the symptoms I experienced I was getting extreme fatigue. So it was like worse than the chronic fatigue I'd experienced. I used to go to the gym like six days a week. Um, If I went to the gym, I'd be in bed for days. Like my recovery was um, just not the same. I was getting really bad brain fog and memory loss, loss of words. Like I couldn't form, I'd know what I'd want to say and I, I just couldn't get my words out. So that was really frustrating. I was getting like cystic acne, skin rashes. I had insomnia for about a year. Hair was falling out. I had hormonal issues, joint pain, and um, a lot of chronic neck and chest pain as well. But those are just some of the symptoms <laughs> that I can think of at the time. That's when it was like, wow, this I'm struggling. I couldn't keep up at work. I was struggling just to do you know, my daily activities and be a mom. My whole life was starting to be affected. So that was when I was like, okay, I need to be proactive and help myself. So I I still didn't think it was the breast implants. I thought, you know, I'm too stressed. I'm, you know, overdoing it. I went sober for a year. I stopped drinking. I thought maybe I just need to stop drinking and be healthier and go on this whole health kick. Um, So, yeah, I was seeing like naturopaths and physios and chiropractors. I did an ayahuasca. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I, I thought a lot of it might have been like my mental health at the time. I was struggling with grief. I'd lost two people really close to me as well. So I thought, you know, maybe a lot of these symptoms are because I was experiencing depression as well. So didn't think it was the implants at the time. But basically I exhausted all these options of trying to help myself and um, had no improvement. I was just getting worse. I was an occupational therapist and I had to quit my job because I just couldn't keep up with the intensity of the workload and having a desk job with the pain I was in. So yeah, I had to get a less stressful job and yeah, just changed my whole life really. And that's when I was like, okay, there's something else going on here. I need to look into this more. And I remembered a friend in like 2017, she was going through the same thing. And I had actually forgotten all about it because at the time I was fine. And she was claiming that she 
had breast implant illness and she had her implants removed. And I remember thinking at the time, because I'm quite sensitive and I react to a lot of things. And so I thought, you know, if BII was really a thing, then surely I would be experiencing these symptoms or I would have it. And I was fine at the time. But yeah, when I got really bad, I remembered um, what my friend went through and just kind of had like this aha moment. I was like, okay, this must be it. And that's when I started like looking into it more. I joined the um, breast implant illness page and um, started like talking to other women and reading other women's stories um, and just connecting the dots more and realizing that, you know, I'm not going crazy. there's, There's more to this. I think that's like the most amazing part about how the community started with all of these women just kind of experiencing the same thing. And it started from like a Facebook page, right? Like everybody just started, they built a group on there and everybody just started adding themselves to it. And they built a community to kind of lean on each other to, Hey, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. And they started comparing their stories to each other and realizing that it's these bags that are literally poisoning our bodies. And that's when a lot of people, you know, started scheduling their explants and noticing such huge differences once they took them out. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because, you know, I go on there sometimes and I read people's stories and they have, some of them actually have a really hard time getting explanted. Like a lot of doctors don't want to take them out or their surgeries are really far away and they have to stay sick until then or they just don't have the financial means to actually get the implants out because I think explanting is actually more than implants yeah it's it's crazy you wouldn't expect that at all but it is it's um, a lot more expensive to explant and especially if you have a capsulectomy as well which is where they take the scar tissue from around the implant So that's really recommended if you're getting the BII symptoms so that you can remove all the silicone from your body. And so that bumps the cost up even more. It's just, it can be really unattainable for so many women. It's really, really sad. Yeah, it's it's terrible. But I think it's a really beautiful thing when you see women coming together to have that support system for each other and it's amazing. I think there's over like 100,000 women on those that page. And yeah. now they have Instagram. And, and that's how I pretty much saved myself from a world of problem, like a hashtag basically saved my life from possibly going down the same road as you did. And yeah. I'm really grateful. Like I found all of these women and I'm just like, there's no way this has to be real. If all of these women are getting sick and taking them out, like this is a serious problem and I don't think I should do it. It's so important for everyone to share their stories just to get the word out there even more, you know, because that can be all it takes. Like you say, reading a hashtag or talking to these women on these pages and, you know, connecting the dots to find out the truth about implants so that you don't go through the same thing as well. Right. And none of your doctors even had any idea. They're just like, mm, it's fatigue. It's this, it's, you're just depressed. Take this. Were they trying to give you, put you on different medications? Yeah, I basically, I, I was on antidepressants for a really long time and started thinking that maybe some of the symptoms I was experiencing were from them, like the insomnia and the brain fog and things like that. I thought, Um, potentially were from them so I I got put on antidepressants and then I would do my research about it and I'd like wean myself off them and 
you know, that can be really hard as well, coming on and off that kind of medication when you're already like struggling with anxiety and depression and stuff. So I was also put on like amitriptyline and other meds for my neck pain. I was getting really, really chronic neck pain, which I had x-rays and MRIs for and I uh, saw so many specialists and they all said, you know, structurally everything's fine. You know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be getting this pain. And I just felt like, you know, I'm not making this up. I'm actually experiencing this level of pain. But it, it kind of got to the point where I was like in and out of doctor's offices, specialist offices, physios, chiropractors. And I felt like people were, you know, rolling their eyes at me at a lot of points in time. And yeah, that was definitely the hardest thing, not feeling like validated for what I was going through and trying to um, explain to people, you know, what I was feeling and getting them to be on my side and, you know, back me. And I just didn't um, feel like I had that support from my doctor or um, all these specialists and stuff. So that was quite a difficult time. So once you got the support from the BAI community, when did you like take it? Did you take it to your regular doctor or did you go to another specialist or how did you go about getting this thing over with? Once I got my husband on board, because I, I remember mentioning it to him when I came across the BII page and I thought, you know, this is what I've got. I know it. I've got all these symptoms. I've tried everything to help myself. What's left? Like, this must be it. And uh, he, he didn't really sort of believe it either. He was just like, no, you know, really, that's not a thing. But he saw me go more and more downhill as well. And he kind of got on board, I think, around 2019. He was like, okay, there's something seriously wrong with you. And we were really fortunate. I've got health insurance, and we managed to get it improved, approved through my health insurance. So it took a good few months like for the process to get it all approved, but we did it. So, <laughs> so your doctor heard those concerns about what you had heard about, and they were like, okay, yeah, that sounds right. I called my insurance broker first because I, I okay. knew from the BII community that like I'd never heard of anyone getting it approved through their insurance. So I wasn't overly hopeful that I would, but I wanted to try. So I asked him if I was to get this approved, what's the correct process to go about it? So he kind of gave me all the pointers I needed to know. The most important one was going to my GP first telling him about the chronic pain that I was in um, and, and all the symptoms I was experiencing. And then from there, he referred me to a specialist, so the plastic surgeon. And yeah, and then I saw the surgeon. It was really important that he was like on my side and believed me. So I was really lucky that he had helped a lot of women with the explant surgeries. He totally believed in BII. He didn't think, you know, it was all in my head. He was just so supportive. And he wrote me a really amazing support letter to provide to my insurance company. Um, so I think that really helped as well. So when did you do the explant surgery? So just over four weeks ago. So 27th wow. October. Yeah. So it's really fresh and you already noticed like a whole world of difference. Yeah, 100%. I um, oh definitely did the right thing. Yeah. 
I'm not feeling, you know, cured, like back completely back to my old self, but um, I'm feeling like 80% better. Well, you're still healing from like the explant surgery itself, right? Yeah. So that's like eight week process maybe or longer than that? Or? Um, yeah, actually. Um, so I had an explant and capsulectomy and I also had a fat transfer as well. They basically took fat from my lower body and put it into my breast. The recovery time is a bit longer, so I'm actually off work and kind of out of action for about eight weeks. I think the total recovery time is about three months for the fat to graft and settle and everything. I feel like coming out of any surgery or any anything, it takes like almost half a year to like really feel like yourself again. It's so much stress on your body but the fact that you're four weeks you know explanted and you already can see all the world of difference of just your body feeling more normal and more yourself and healthy that's great yeah it's amazing I'm just so grateful that my insurance company approved it and that I just could not carry on the way I was I was pretty unhappy so I think the the biggest improvement so far is like my neck pain has reduced massively. Um, I'm sleeping through the night. Uh, my nails are growing. My nails were like breaking all the time and wouldn't grow. My eyes are a lot brighter. My skin's getting better. Yeah, my anxiety has reduced massively. I just kind of feel like a, a weight has um, literally been lifted off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. Do you feel like some of the women, their stories really just match your stories? And as far as like the healing process, like noticing the change right after the explant? Because I kind of hear that too. Like a lot of women, like as soon as they get them out, they're just like notice it right away that they're doing much better. I think to begin with, I, I almost felt like a sense of pressure that, you know, I needed to feel cured or like better straight away because you do you you read all these women's stories on the breast implant illness pages and you know to figure out what to expect and instantly yeah yeah. so um and and I didn't straight away because you know you're on a lot of different meds you've got all the anesthetic in your body your body's healing yeah I guess when I started having those thoughts at the beginning I was just like okay like everybody's different I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. It's just going to be one day at a time. And, you know, if my, even if my neck pain just improves and nothing else, I'll be happy. That's allowed me just to kind of notice the little changes as well, just to chill out. (laughs) Yeah. To take your own story like one day at a time and not like, oh, well, she was feeling better by day three. I should be feeling a hundred percent too, you know, having this expectations of how everybody else's healing process is going yeah for me I feel like I would probably think that okay this was it right let me make sure that this was it like let me feel validated that this actually was the problem and that... I didn't out for nothing <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that yeah that definitely um was running through my mind as well because I you know, I actually, I loved the way my implants looked and they cost me a lot of money. So for a long time, I was in denial when, when I had heard about breast implant illness. So it always was like, mm, you know, I, I don't want to think it's that. It must be from the glandular fever. It must be from the stress of my job. It must be this or that. 
because I didn't want to admit that it was the implants because I, you know, it was a vanity thing. I was like, I, I don't want to lose them. <laughs> and yeah. And to get to the point of being like, okay, you know, there's no test to actually say, yes, you have this breast implant illness. It's like a process of elimination. Um, I just got to the point where I was that unwell and I tried everything else that I was like, you know, it might not be the answer, but I'm willing to try if there's the chance that it will help my health improve. So yeah, I did feel, you know, when I had the surgery, I was like, oh gosh, I hope, you know, I hope this, this yeah. is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I like this. Yeah. You know, um, when I found the hashtag BII, um, one of the women's stories that I read she had recommended that if you hadn't watched the documentary on Netflix, it's called The Bleeding Edge. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, actually. You should really watch it. Okay. Um, so she had put that on her post, and I was like, what is that? You know, so I was telling my husband about it, you know, when I found out what BII is. I'm like, look, all these women are sick from their breast implants. They're taking them out. Yeah. I can't believe this. This girl said to watch this documentary on Netflix. So we put it on like right that minute and it's basically a documentary about how the FDA doesn't even really do trials on people to see the effects of these medical devices that they're putting into people's bodies and just approving them. Like It's from everything to hip replacement, which my husband has one, it's um, pacemakers, it's birth control, it's implants, it's every medical device that you can think of the fda is really not doing their job to hey let's do a trial let's make sure these are safe to put into people's bodies let's do the right thing and and monitor how they're doing years down the line you know they'll just try it out for maybe a couple months okay it's approved here you go everybody can use it now and it's just like what and then 10 years later they're everybody's having all of these really really severe medical issues yeah it's really sad it's a if you guys haven't watched it i would really recommend to watch it it's, there's some really really crazy horror stories of women with their different birth controls that they had like back in the 90s and i kind of had a similar situation with that i had got the morena iud yeah and i probably had it for a whole year maybe even longer than that. And as soon as I got it in, I dropped down my weight. I've always been like 120 pounds and oh. I went down to like 98 pounds and oh. I would never get hungry ever, ever, ever. I wouldn't eat anything all day. Yeah. It was insane. So right after I watched that documentary, I like scheduled to get my IUD out like at the yeah. next appointment. But even when you got it in, didn't you have like a whole situation with that too? Like you almost passed out? Yeah, but my sister had the same experience with that too. And I guess it's kind of common, like either it'll happen to you or it won't. Yeah. Where, you know, they place this new device into your body and, you know, it's manipulating your body so you can have a reaction to it. So I almost passed out. So I was already freaking out. Like, why did I do this to myself? And then after that, I just would never, ever, ever get hungry. I would, my mom and my husband would literally be like, you have not ate anything. And I would take like a couple of scoops and I was done. Like I just could not get an appetite at all. Yeah. And I want to say like uh, the next day after I got it, I was just like, 
I am hungry. Like I took it out. And when you got it removed. Yeah, I took it out and it was just like 360 of what I was feeling. I was just like, I'm human again. Like I have an appetite and the same thing. Like I had severe brain fog. Like I would put something down and be like two seconds later, I had no idea what I did with it. It was just getting really, really bad. I would be talking to my husband and I'd be like, I forgot what I was saying. And he's like, you're doing that a lot, Vanessa. Like what's going on with you? You're always forgetting what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, when you were not feeding yourself on top of everything exactly. else, so I'm sure that had a lot to do with exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so it was just a lot of things, and I I took it out, and I just feel so much better. There's a lot of things that we have to take into consideration when we are putting different devices into our bodies like this. You know, I am a primary nurse as well, and had similar issues. Um, I think really. I think a lot of people are fine with them, but then others aren't. Like some people are just, you know, more sensitive to putting all these foreign things in their bodies. You know, they put a low level of hormone into the marina and they say you shouldn't really experience any symptoms or anything, but I definitely did. My moods were all over the place. Um, Yeah, I had a weight gain. I had an increase in appetite, but my my moods were all over the place. That was the thing that affected me the most. Um, it's so funny because when I would go to the doctor and tell her that, like, I don't get hungry. I, you yeah. know, I don't know if it's because of me. she's like, no, but people actually have like the opposite. Like they gain weight from the marina. So oh. she was making me feel like, what are you talking about? It's yeah. not your IUD. You know? Yeah, making you question yourself exactly but after i seen that documentary i was like you know i'm gonna take it out and see if i see a difference i i really want to know if this is the thing that's making me sick and making me not hungry right away when i took it out i got my life back that's amazing i'm like five three but like 98 pounds and being that height it's just i look like a skeleton and it was there it was tearing me apart because that's not what my body used to look like so it was killing me in all types of ways so and Jess had same thing and she had no side effects like me I put it back in after I had uh, my second baby so I got it and I had I was totally fine no issues at all and then when I was ready to have a second baby I took it out had the second baby and then when she was born I put it right back in and I'm fine I have knock on wood you know I have been, I've been yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but I guess so, just like the implant thing, it's either you're one of the 50% or the other 50% that's either going to have issues with it or you're going to be fine with it. So I'm just one of the unlucky ones, I guess. I think a lot of women don't want to hear about all this breast implant illness stuff, particularly women that maybe have implants and aren't experiencing symptoms because I was like that myself. It really triggered me when my friend you know, was telling me that this was a real thing and, you know, they make you sick because I wasn't experiencing any of those things at the time. For me, it was like a vanity thing as well. I was like, well, I'm fine. I don't, you know, I don't want to think about that. Don't bring that energy into my life, okay? Me and my implants are happy. (laughs) I think it's important just to spread awareness so women are aware so that they know and they have that informed you know, decision before they get the implants so they know all the possible risks and then that's their choice if they still want to take that risk and go ahead with it. But when I got my implants, I 
I never knew about BII. The disclaimer said there's a chance of infection and, you know, there's a chance of them rupturing. So I thought I'm willing to take that risk. That's not going to happen. They didn't tell me anything about BII. And it's only really recently the FDAs now provide information in their disclaimers about the risks of BII and the links that silicone have to cancer and Hopefully women will be better informed now when they're making, making that decision. That's definitely a step in the right direction. So what do you think you would say to any women that are considering getting implants? Just really do your research and consider all the risks before making that choice. And, you know, if that's something you still want to do, then, you know, that's your body. So, um but just do your research first. Um, you know, I don't want to instill fear in anyone by like talking about this, but what I went through was a real thing and what a lot of other women have gone through. And for me personally, even though I loved the way my implants looked, it, it wasn't worth it <laughs> in the end because my quality of life was just terrible. Like I couldn't get out of bed most days and you know, I thought I was going to die a lot of the time and it just wasn't worth having implants for me. Just learning to uh, accept and love yourself the way the way that you are has been a massive um, lesson for me. An expensive, <laughs> expensive, <laughs> expensive lesson. <laughs> I, I guess not, not everyone will suffer from breast implant illness, as we said, but if the risk is there, do you really want to take it? To me, it wasn't worth it. So learning to love yourself the way you are is huge. It's really empowering when you can get to that place of self-love and not feeling like you need to look a certain way to be beautiful. The vanity is so tough. When you see all these other people, you're like, why don't I look like that? I should look like that. What am I doing wrong? I mean, I think it's really important, even if you do decide to go through with it, which is totally cool to know about the symptoms, because like you're saying, your doctor is just going to tell you, oh, you're depressed or, oh, you're just stressed or it's this one thing. But, you know, they're not really finding the root of the problem because this is a new thing, right? Like people have just been getting breast implants in what, in the last 30 years, maybe? So it's like, of course, all these complications are going to be new, just like we're barely starting to find out more information about little things like autism or anxiety like nobody talked about that 20 years ago so they don't even know these things yet so it's so good to just link up what these symptoms could mean for you because sometimes you know there's so many things to know like how can a doctor a person know it 100 percent. i just want women to know you know it's okay to get things you know if you've got implants and you're thinking, oh my God, some of these symptoms are resonating with me. You know, it's okay to get things wrong or change your mind if it doesn't feel right. Or, you know, go to your doctor or your specialist and question things. I experienced people rolling their eyes at me and making me feel like I was going a bit crazy <laughs> at times. And you just have to be your own advocate, your own health advocate and your own cheerleader. And I guess, yeah, just knowing if you know something's not right, you're generally going to be right. So you're the only validation you need. You don't need that from other people. Yeah. Because for the most part, we're always trying to convince ourselves everything's fine. Yeah. (laughs) 
it's fine. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. And when you're a mom, you just yeah. blame everything on like being, oh, I'm stressed. I'm yeah. overdoing it. Oh, it's the kids, you know, and it definitely wasn't that in this case. So it's really yeah. good that you came across the page and became aware of this so you can get yourself healthy again. Yeah. Yeah. I think we definitely do that as women. We try and push ourselves and, and constantly give to everyone and often put ourselves last and think, you know, I'm just working too hard, I'm too stressed, I'm too this. But actually, as women, we have the gift of intuition as well. And our gut instinct is usually always right. So I've learned to listen to that. <laughs> Tanya, you're so helpful. Oh, thank you so and much. Yes, and we really appreciate you taking this time. Even though we didn't even realize we were on different I days. <laughs> Luckily, we talked about that. I was like, wait, I'm a day ahead of LA. I'm, I'm in you're like tomorrow we're like tomorrow's thanksgiving i'm like i guess they don't have thanksgiving over there it's a totally different country <laughs> yeah no i'm glad we made it work and thank you so much for inviting me um to do this and having this opportunity it's been amazing thank you yes, thank you for coming yes. on here and educating people of you know what the symptoms can be and you know the right way to go about it to get yourself on the road to recovery with getting these things out of your body if you need to so and just raising that awareness to people like me that were completely unaware of it and almost went in there to get this surgery. And luckily it saved me from probably a, a world of problems. I'm know? so happy <laughs> that you saw. You yes, know. I am too, because I'm like, it's not fair, you know, as bad as I want this for, you know, vanity reasons, it's not fair to put my kids through a rundown mom because I'm having issues, but my boobs are nice, you know, so yeah and and there's always fat transfer now that's um if you really want to improve you know increase your bust size you can do uh fat transfer instead of breast augmentation so at least it's using your own body tissue rather than putting something yeah that's, that's yeah cool. yeah because i have a little <laughs> thing on this side <laughs> one boob has disappeared yeah. what do i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to look into that one now <laughs> thank you so much for your time and coming on and sharing all of your information with us today it's been so great so yeah, thank you so much thank you so much i really enjoyed it all right all right oh go ahead you go ahead sorry 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 <laughs> sorry my brain's dead i've been watching so much Grey's anatomy what episode are you on? I'm starting season 13 right after this, okay? How dare you, Jessica? <laughs> that was supposed to be our thing, and you just speed it on past me. Listen, You're like six episodes, six seasons. I'm a whole show me. ahead of you. You are. Okay. Um, you know, you knew I was going to binge it. I know. I can't help myself. I can't just wait I can't do anything slowly it has to be like if it's there I have to watch it all I think you have more anxiety than I do this is this is a big realization for both of us you right know now. I've known it I've, I've hide it very good you hide it really good <laughs> any mo I had I never had Netflix on my phone but now I had to get it because it's just like I'm going to take the baby for a walk. I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy. Justine's oh in school. God. I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy. I have to wash dishes. I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy. Ernie's going to play his video game. Yeah, go ahead and play as long as you want. 
I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so that's your secret to success. Every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right, guys. We hope you really enjoyed all the information that Tanya shared with us today. Thank you so much for coming on with us, Tanya. It was really great to have you. So great, so great, so great. Um, but for you guys who have not heard any of our episodes before, go back. If you don't have any kids, you know, it's just a good listen. We always try to keep it light and fun. So you might learn something about what one of your friends with kids is going through. <laughs> Definitely. Or, you know, if they're in your future or your kids are grown, it's nice to look back at the memories of what it's like to have little people running around your house <laughs> absolutely and everybody's got nothing but time right now because we should all be safe at home once again so why not mm -hmm. so you could check we always post when we get new episodes on our instagram that is moody mommy's podcast and uh, yeah just google us and you will find us wherever we are until next time stay moody guys <laughs>